you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fingers on Buzzers. Lovely. Oh, yeah, we're brisk today and I like that. We've got a lot to get through. Now, I wanted to talk to you, Jenny, before we speak to the wonderful Kate Botley, Reverend <gasps> Kate Botley, who's going to be our guest today, which I'm very excited about. Um, but you have been on the telly and uh, we haven't discussed this on the podcast. You were on Catchphrase and it was magnificent. Thank you. Thank so talk you. us through it. I, you know, it's it's a childhood dream of all of ours to be on Catchphrase, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's iconic. Mm-hmm. I know the word iconic is used mm-hmm. a lot. It's overused, mm-hmm. but not for Catchphrase. <laughs> and it's it is thrived under the leadership of Stephen Mulhern, I feel. I love it. It's, it's a whole new bits, generation yeah. Yeah. Have, have been welcomed into the into the lovely warm bosom of catchphrase mm-hmm. of a Saturday early evening yeah um, and I was up against Holly Arnold and David Baddiel yeah both of whom I, I, I knew that they had the wits about them but 
catchphrase is a very specific skill set. And I got a taste of what it's like to be a contestant, you know, on the chase, those ones that I stare down (laughs) and suddenly all their, all their enthusiasm and their confidence just seeps away. As soon as it started, I was in the, I was on the podium nearest the screen, which means you've got a very sharp, tight angle on that screen. Interesting. To be able to see it. I was quite close and it's quite big. Yeah. So if, if I'd been a kid, I'd have been told off for sitting that close. Yeah. I'll get square eyes. And I got the first one wrong and I thought, oh no, I'm going to be humiliated. This is, <laughs> this is a nightmare. This is a living nightmare and I'm living it right now. But thankfully... I got into my stride and um, accumulated enough money to get me through to the final. Mm-hmm. Being quite a competitive person, that was my personal aim was to get to the final and, and face that final catchphrase pyramid. Yep. The additional pressure at that point was you're staring down the barrel of the charities. So not only are you playing for your own charity, uh, potentially up to another £60,000, mm. yikes, the the other two contestants are staring at you from the side of set <laughs> yeah like you better get number 11 right and double mm-hmm. our money so there's there was all that pressure was piled on so yeah I got I got a taste of my own medicine mm-hmm. in terms of being a contestant but, but did I did it well and you raised quite a lot of money was it the Trussell Trust that you did the Trussell Trust is my yeah. charity yeah yeah so uh, ending food poverty Hope that helps some uh, some people in need, especially over this winter, because it's yeah. it's going to be a tough one, isn't it? It is going to be a tough one, and they do excellent work. So well done, well Thank done you. for doing that. And we have another television appearance jointly coming up, which we should probably alert the listeners to, which is we took a road trip, a very literal road trip to Wales <laughs> over on the hottest day of 2021. We had some interesting moments. It wasn't a road trip all the time. We weren't really tripping. We were breaking down. (laughs) We really were. Celebrity Antiques Road Trip. Do look out. We'll let you know if we can nearer the time when the actual episode that we did is coming up. And we'll probably talk about it. We'll deconstruct it when it's been on. But I thought what we could do to start this episode is in honour of our appearance on Celebrity Antiques Road Trip. I'm going to give you a very quick quiz about antiques, Jen. Oh, wonderful. Great. See if I've learned anything and retained it from uh, from that weekend. Well, I mean, I learned a lot of stuff, but mostly about myself and my capacity for coping with heat and uh, old cars. But um, here's the question for you. In 2019, puppets from Jerry Anderson's Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet were collectively valued at £80,000. But which was more valuable, Captain Scarlet or Lady Penelope? Oh, you've got to go on Lady Penelope, right? Lady mm. Penelope. I'm going in Lady Penelope. Right. She yeah. was uh, valued at £38,000 versus Captain Scarlet, 20000 Well, that's a bargain, actually. I know. I mean, it. Uh, you know, I don't know what like I'd snip. expect these things to cost, but uh, sold at auction for £7,500 in 2018. An unearthly child was a script for the first episode of which popular TV show? Is that Doctor Who? It sure was. Which female painter's work Portrait of Marjorie Ferry, painted in 1933, sold for £16.2 million at auction. Wow. Female painter. Yes. Yeah, so... Active in the 30s. Mm. Oh, Got to go so... Frida Kahlo, right? Mm. <laughs> but she didn't really do portraits of other people. She just did herself. Lovely um... art deco-y, you know, greens and... I don't, the problem is I don't know enough about painters okay. to really know what else to tell you, but uh, shall I tell you the answer? Yeah, tell us the answer. It was I'll, Tamara I'll de Lempica. 
Ah, yes, yes. There you go. I should have known that. I should have known that. Well, who knows what we should have known uh, (laughs) about antiques and uh, that kind of thing. We shall find out on Celebrity Antiques Road Trip how great our knowledge was and how well we did. But coming up immediately, we are going to be chatting to the gorgeous, the very holy Reverend Kate Botley. So now we are joined by, uh, I, I mean, a woman that we have sailed the seven seas with. Then. I mean, All of them, we've every sailed, single sailed one of them. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've sailed from Southampton to Southampton, uh, as we referred to our lovely cruise the other day. And the most fun aspect of it was that we were joined by the Reverend Kate Botley. Hello, my darlings. How lovely to be with you again. Oh, it is lovely to Aren't see you. We're delight. all sober and fully dressed this time. You know, it was like being it was like being on a Hindu with two thousand people. Was what it was like. It was just nuts. It was crazy. Ah, it was amazing. And you know what I loved about it, and I've reflected on this since, is that you have a magical effect on people, Kate Botley. It was like, it was extraordinary. People love you and you're so warm and kind and good. And um, it was just, it was an absolute joy, wasn't it? There were lovely people on that boat and uh, and they all loved you. And we got to watch you in action doing some uh, marriage blessings. Yeah, it was lovely, wasn't it? I mean, I I, I flatter myself but I'm just trying to get a bigger crowd at my wake that's all I'm trying to do <laughs> I just I've been to too many funerals where the seats were empty I want mine packed <laughs> <laughs> well fingers on buzzers listeners of which there are many uh you know we're, we're counting on you to come to ours actually that's just I, I don't know if the listeners knew that was an obligation it's not were. imminent don't worry <laughs> Well, oh no. Not, no, 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 that we know of, <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> um, and so when we were cruising the, the high seas, we did, we dipped our toe into the water of uh, quizzing and you seemed quite keen, Kate. You seemed like you were someone who could hold her own in a quiz. I am a little bit competitive. Well, I'm, I'm not competitive. I just, I'm just a really bad loser, is what I am, and I get quite aggressive. Uh, and I'm not allowed to play quizzes with my family. I, I always appoint myself as the quiz master because it's just easier for everybody. Yeah. Uh, if I don't get upset and start shouting, so I know I'm appropriately self-aware to know that the wisest thing to do is for me to just go. I'll set the quiz questions, mm-hmm. and then that means I won't get quite as upset as I might do. If I was playing alongside somebody else, I think there's many a quiz master who is a quiz master for exactly those reasons because it's too agonizing to be part of the quiz yourself. Definitely. And I and I did this professionally. So what I did was um, I noticed that when I started in my first parish as a wet behind the ears vicar, straight out of my curacy, which is another word for sort of apprenticeship, started in this little parish church that seated 300 people when there were only 100 people in the village so I was never going to fill it I, you know there was no way I was ever going to fill that church no matter how charming I was no matter how much I pulled it out of the bag it was never <laughs> going to be full and I worked out that the evening service more people were in the pub on a Sunday night than they were in the church so I thought well, what I'll do is I'll cancel the evening services and um, start a pub quiz Mm. Yep. and um, I, I've never set quiz questions before and quite quickly worked out that how a question needs to be closed you know there needs to not be a variety of possible answers yeah. incidentally my best favorite pub quiz question ever was a pub quiz that I went to and the question was what can't a giraffe do 
which was the best question ever because you can't it can't be wrong right roller skate be president you know there are lots of things a giraffe can't do and I mean I think they meant sneeze or cough or something like that which is what a giraffe that's that was the point of their question but because they'd asked it in such an open-ended way it's like you know play play the spoons juggle tightrope walk there's hundreds of things that a giraffe can't do give birth to a live human it's it's a rhetorical question isn't it what it's one of those philosophical things like Mm. tree falls in the forest does it make and, a sound? It was one of those quizzes. We were on a, we were on a holiday camp at the time, and we were, I was playing with my kids, and and so it was like a family friendly quiz. It wasn't. It's just a bit of fun. It's not to be taken too seriously. I'm sorry, what? It's not ah! what? There is no, no such thing. No, no, no. no. Um, and so we were playing with the kids, and the quiz master said, "What can't a giraffe do?" And I absolutely just howled with laughter nobody else seemed to find this question funny in any way shape or form but anyway so when I was quiz master at the pub quiz when I was vicar um in that parish I um just I learned about setting questions and I always made sure because I wanted everybody to be a winner I like people I like winning but I also like other people to do well yeah so one of the answers was always Gary Lineker one of the answers to the questions was always Gary Lineker and one of the answers was always Jesus yeah. So people could, if they didn't know an answer, they would just guess Gary Lineker or Jesus. Who designed Princess Diana's wedding dress? Gary Lineker. You know, and it, it caused much merriment. <laughs> what can't a giraffe do? Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker. I mean, absolutely. It works for everything. It's a great answer. <laughs> and, and it was great because I would always set Bible questions. Obviously, I would. I would always set like Christian faith questions or Bible questions. And it meant that all these people would go home and read their Bibles. And I was like, yeah. mission accomplished. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, my earliest exposure to quizzing probably was being asked in school, you know, I, I knew at one point all the books of the Bible in order, which is something that does wow. come up, Jen, doesn't it, in quizzes sometimes, the books of the yeah, Bible. It's, a- it's when you get into the obscure bits. Yeah, know, sort of. I mean, I, I, I don't the, even the know The last those. third of the OT, it's, it's, it's getting a bit... Nah, nah, nah. I always get a bit wrong order. isn't it? Yeah, yeah it all gets a bit muddy, but I do know people who, you know, died in the wall Sunday school kids who can sing the song that tells you all the books of the Bible in the in the order that they come in. Yeah, I mean, I've lost a lot of that knowledge, I have to say. Yeah, but, probably so. just as well, really. Yeah, probably it had to make out. way for other things. Got to make way for other things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it must be quite good setting a pub quiz in a church because presumably if anyone argues with the answer, you can just appeal to a higher authority. <laughs> like, well, the good thing about my, I mean, you know, there, there are many things that we sort of grieve over the loss of Christendom. But one of the things that I really rejoice in is that no, nobody knows the answers to any of those questions anymore. <laughs> what it means is they look at me and go, who were the 12 disciples? What were their names? You know, 50 years ago, everybody would have known that because it was Christendom. But now we don't, people don't know that. So, And I get, obviously, because I've got a very sort of explicit specialism, you know, in family quizzes and stuff and trivial pursuit and stuff like that obviously I get that oh our kids you'll be good at this one you know and then I never know the answer <laughs> I know and then that I mean for everyone it's embarrassing when you get a question related to your profession or specialism wrong but especially yeah. I guess when it is you know it, vocation not the Reverend profession. Richard Cole's got a bible question wrong on the wheel recently oh, that's yes. all I'm saying <laughs> oh no and all 
all well sort of yeah of course because I got all my questions right but um there was a sort of secret moment where it was just like oh no and he was he was like oh no the Twitter trolls are just going to be horrible about this oh. this is just going to be awful oh yes god love him because uh, you've done a few haven't you tell us yeah. about your I say yes to all tv quizzes that are offered me to me basically <laughs> me I just love too. them uh, I'm not very good at them uh nerves often get the best the better of me but mm. I've done what have I done I've the wheel twice and also did the pilot for that that was good mm-hmm done the chase which was the most nervous thing I've ever done my legs were actually shaking and the button pressing thing on that I get flustered (laughs) and I know the answer and press the wrong button or because I'm like just calm down Kate just take a deep breath mastermind was very good on that Uh, that was the first thing I ever did and it was really interesting because when they send you the paper thing through they tell you what to wear and obviously they want me to wear a dog collar but they also say don't wear black because it's a black studio and a black chair. So I did look like um, the Bohemian Rhapsody video. <laughs> <laughs> Just a floating head. Little floating head with a little... And I'm like... tiny like you, Lucy. So yeah. I also look like a borrower in the chair. <laughs> My feet did not touch the floor. I do feel your pain there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just swinging those legs, not quite knowing <laughs> what to do with them. It is a bit... Then what was your specialist subject? Well, that's, that's the other thing about mastermind is you put in the celebrity uh, specialist subjects and the celebrity version is what they call family friendly not easier family friendly and i wanted to do tv and film mm-hmm. of course i did you know I used my goggle box wanted to do tv and i entered about five different specialist subjects so the uh, cornetto trilogy um you know i entered um musicals all sorts of things telly shows all sorts and they went between you and us we need you to not do tv or film or music because we need to save those for other contestants that mm-hmm. might not have right. a wider knowledge base. Yes. So I ended up doing uh, Adrian Mole books. But there was a cricketer next to me who did Star Wars original trilogy and I got more answers right on his than he did. That's yes. all I'm saying. So he didn't, he'd never heard of the ice planet of Hoth. <laughs> Honestly. Never heard of it. Shocking. Not that I'm still bitter six years later. <laughs> well, that you not that that's a central point in the, one of the films. Come on. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. you must oh. have another go, though, Kate. You must go back on it. Oh, you they, do, they have asked a couple of times. Yeah, you must do it again because you've got a, you know, you've got a point to prove now. <laughs> I've got, I've got, um, I've got unfinished business. Exactly, it's a grudge match now. You, <laughs> you and Clive Myrie, it's, uh, it's oh, be he seems soon. nice, doesn't he? He does seem lovely, he actually, nice. and a really good, you know, yeah, really yeah, good casting good for that. Pair of hands. Yeah. Um, if you were, obviously with your extensive knowledge of television, um, you, you must have watched a lot of quiz shows, a lot of game shows. Are there any that you would fancy a crack at hosting? Oh, um, I would. I, I can't give you a specific one, but I'd really like to do one of those weird Nick Knowles Saturday night, nobody knows the rules or what's happening ones. <laughs> you know, those yeah, ones that are so ones. convoluted yeah. that you've not got a clue. But at the end of it, Tracy, the hairdresser, the hairdresser from Rochdale has won £16,000. I want to do one of those that I've got no idea how we got there. Yeah. But yeah, that's but where we, we got to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to do one of those. Um, it's but easier I would pro- to win the lottery than to understand the rules <laughs> yeah. for some of those. I mean, they, they come along, those quiz shows, and you just think, I have got no idea what's going on now. Not not a, not a Scooby. My favourite ever quiz show that I was on was House of Games. Yes. Without yes. doubt. It was just a beautiful. And I would do that again in a heartbeat. Mm. Who did you I, do it with? I did it with uh, John Thompson. Lovely. Um, Joel McDermott and Yolanda Brown, the Brown. saxophonist. Yeah, brilliant. Gosh, wow. a lovely, 
a lovely gang. That's it is a nice, nice mix. It the gang nice that mix. you get makes sort of a big yeah it made the world a difference, and we had so much fun. I mean, it helped that one quite handsomely <laughs> obviously that's probably why I'm so fond of it Wag. <laughs> but um, take home with that, I just you? loved it I just thought it was the most it was just it was and also because when we we often play for charity don't we as yeah. as slebs we often play for charity and that puts an it does put an added pressure on you because you yeah. you're aware that you need to if you win big for them it makes a big difference yeah yeah, yeah. I've, know, I've never felt actually... pressure like like on catchphrase. Yeah, you, know, you did brilliantly like, on that. I'd love oh to. Oh my that. god, it's all on me though. And as, yeah. and the thing with catchphrase is, there's the the other two contestants who you've beaten to get to the final yeah. are standing watching you, knowing that if you get number eleven on the pyramid, they get their money doubled, and yeah. like you kind of have to go for yeah. it. And yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah. get it, then oh. Yeah. Playing for charity is obviously, you know, it's why we go on the quiz shows is is to win big for our charities and stuff. But it's the pressure of that, you know, especially when we were on the chase and it was something insane, like 20 odd thousand pounds for your charity, which is, you know, and I am patron of quite small charities. So I know that that's that's huge for them. You know, this is not an it's not a national charity. These are little local charities. It'll be more money than they've got in in a year. You know, so it, it is an added pressure. And House of Games is not. It's yeah. you just winning really Have crappy fun. prizes, <laughs> <laughs> which are great. So, do set. so I mean, that makes it a lot easier. I I've never though had more jealousy than of those House of Games prizes because I um, won the wheelie suitcase. Oh, I really wanted that. Yes. It wasn't an option when I was on it. Oh, no. It's as good as it looks. It's amazing. And my sister, I gave it away to somebody, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. And my sister went absolutely mad at me. She was like, why did you give that away? I would have had it. I didn't, you know. It's yeah. uh, they it are is coveted a, those prizes. Um, Graham John Botley never looks more alluring in a morning than when he's walking through with Richard Osman's face on the back of his dressing gown. <laughs> Very powerful look <laughs> for a woman of a certain age. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And um, what about nostalgia-wise? Were there any quiz shows that you watched as a young and that you? Oh yeah, well of course we watched we watched uh, Dusty Bin three two one. 
Yeah, we watched that. Of course, we did. I talk about convoluted. You know, when so we're talking you like, about you like a baffling quiz, don't you? <laughs> I like a baffling quiz. I like a quiz. I've got no idea what's going on, but everyone seems to be having a lovely time. Obviously, um, but my one I'd re- I really enjoyed was uh, blankety blank was my kind of thing, and I was quite good at that. I I remember being quite little and watching it with my family and thinking, oh, I know the answer to this. And yeah. you don't seem to know the answer. Like and there it, is that, a correct answer. There is a correct answer here, obviously, that you can see. Um, and you're all saying ridiculous things. And I think I must have been about eight, seven or eight, when I suddenly twigged that, oh, yeah, I've got a different... Not that my parents aren't very bright or anything like that, but just that I'd understood it in a different way to everybody else yeah. in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there is a... You know, because sometimes you can guess what the answer might be by the culture of the question, if that makes, that makes yeah. sense, right? You yeah. kind of you know you're given a few options it's like on the wheel and stuff you can go well I can dismiss that and I can dismiss that mm-hmm. I can de- it's definitely not that that doesn't sound right to me um and so you can work it out there was a question recently that I, it was about the opening of a, a fashion department in Harrods and what was the gimmick that they had there and it was a tank a security guard a snake or a tiger and it was a fashion department so I'm thinking well it's it's not going to be security guard because they have security guards there anyway. Yeah, that's not a gimmick, is yeah. it? Turn up and see Trevor Weiss truncheon. That's not a thing, <laughs> is it? Um, it's fashion, so it's going to be snake print or letter leopard print, isn't it? So you can work, you can kind of work, mm. work things yeah. out. Um, oh yes. And I, I figured out that I could do that as kind of sort of slightly lateral thinking. I mean, I'm nowhere in your well, Disney maybe, Heights, though, you too. This is maybe this is why you like the baffling ones because it, it you know, it doesn't give you that. Uh, security of going right yeah i know how this works so that's why mm. i think i'm gonna put you down as the new host of 321 if that's all right Kate. yeah can't yeah. do the thing i can't do that thing that you used got, to do you're doing something extraordinary with your fingers for the I, listeners I... <laughs> it looks like she's sort of milking a cow in a very violent way so that's the new <laughs> oh no, that's the holy spirit is inhabited her. oh yeah it's some sort right. of symbitus dance or something <laughs> The Lord moves in mysterious ways, but not as mysterious. (laughs) So, well, now I feel that we do need to test your quizzing skills, Kate. Okay, so I get really embarrassed with the assistance of the one and only Amanda Redman, who is going to make an appearance now. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. This is where I really embarrass myself. Well, is it going to be? You see, now let's try and guess what Amanda's going to test us on. Is Mm. it? Will it be religion? Will I be dredging up my books (laughs) of the Bible in order? Probably know more than I do, to be honest. <laughs> I do. I'm um, trying, Genesis, Exodus. Spent a lot of time at the back of the class at Vicar School, messing yeah. about. <laughs> a lot of time. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I, yeah. Certainly, I'm sort of hoping it's not books of the Bible, but most uh, of my Bible knowledge comes from uh, the musical Joseph. Yeah. Yes. Very wise. You know, very sensible. Very, very happy. Very with sensible. Yeah. I mean, I think more of us know you from sort of sitting on a sofa watching yeah. TV. Then, I'm then the Reverend Kate from... Bartley, BBC Radio 2 and Sounds of Praise, but you might know yes. me from Channel 4's Bafta Winnie Show, Gogglebox. <laughs> Absolutely. So I thought, let's have a quiz about telly. Go um, on then. So I've got two rounds where you all just get out your allocated question each. And then uh, for the second round, I thought it'd be fun to do TV themes. <gasps> yes. Oh, what so, Yes. Uh, here are your allocated questions. So, Kate, I am going to start with you. What was Banana Man's address? Oh, was it Acacia mm. Avenue? It was Acacia Avenue. Acacia I'm going to I'm going to give you that. But if you give me the number, then I'll give you two points. 
because it was. I'm getting, I'm getting confused. Mr. Ben in my head is what That's I'm doing because he was. Was he Jubilee Road? Festival Road. Festival Road. Festival Road. Festival. I nearly put Mr. Ben instead of this, um, and I yeah. swapped it because I it was, thought this was easier. Was it? Was it 23? You are so close. I'm going to give that. It's 29. So oh, you was in the 20s. Very good. Very good. Who knew that? Did anyone know I, that? I knew, I knew it was something nine. I, I was going to say. Ah, you said I knew it was So 20. we would have got it between us. We got, it's I in a team. Before I looked up, I thought it was number 10. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I love it. No, no, twenty nine's funnier than 10. It is, isn't it? It's a funny number. I think 39's funnier than 29. Yeah, I think you're probably right. <laughs> How many meetings have you had about what number Banana Man was going to live at? <laughs> well, did the goodies write it? Because yeah. it was, they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Graham Garden and Tim Brooke Taylor. Well, yeah. Graham Garden, having worked with, uh, who I think is one of the greatest genius, mm. comedy geniuses of all time, Graham Garden. And I'm sure he will have agonised over it. Yeah, yeah. Number. So, Jenny, now I don't know how much you watch EastEnders, but this question is... I'll tell you when I dropped out of EastEnders. Okay, go for it. Is it same time that I did? When they killed off Bradley. Yes, I think I lost... He was the only nice character in it, and they yeah. killed him off for no apparent reason. For no reason, and I was furious, so yeah. I dropped out at that point. I think I lasted about another year, and I think that there was some another awful storyline with yeah. Phil Mitchell. And I thought, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I was. You don't need Phil Mitchell in your life. But yeah. I was not. I, it was if I missed a couple of weeks worth, I was not bothered. Whereas I have to keep checking in with Corey and Emmerdale. Right. Well, I think then you stand a really good chance of getting this. So, oh, right. Here we go. What are the names of the four men Pat Butcher was married to over the years that yes, she was in EastEnders? So, yeah. Well, Frank. Yeah. Frank. Frank. Let's do that. Roy Evans. Yes. Barry's dad. Barry's friend of the dad. show. Yeah. Friend of the show. It all comes back to Sean Williams. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Everything does. <laughs> it should do as well. Frank and Roy and. There was another one who was a strong character on the square, but we joined after they had been divorced for many years. Yeah, yeah. Um, was she she married to Pete Beale? Tweak. Oh, yeah, that she was, was my Beale, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she came in as um, a Beale. So just one more, and so you've got the Pete Beale, Frank Butcher, Roy Evans. Now she was also known. There was lots of kids in the square with the same with this surname, but I don't think uh, we ever met him. Jackson? Um, no, close. Um, Very close. Oh. So you're thinking Jackson when Donnie Jackson and all that. Um yes, but but who who was the father of Bianca? Oh, that was a good storyline, wasn't it? Yes. Um I'm out. Uh, yeah. I Sorry. just know. I just know it was broke the first broadcast on my birthday. Was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always remember <laughs> that. That's my only Eastenders fact. After that, I'm out. Go on, who is it? Who is it? It was Brian Wicks. I think you'd have got there. Wixie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. But well done. That was really good. That was great, Jenny. Pat Wicks. Of course she was Pat Wicks, right? Yeah. I'm disappointed in myself. Don't be. You'd have got there. You'd have got there. You know, I bet you do that, don't you? When you get anything even slightly around, you just beat yourself. I mean, I beat myself up like crazy if I don't win. Yeah. But you it must keep you awake. Yeah, yeah. There's something I should have got and I failed to get it. Sometimes you hear a question, you're like. I, I wouldn't have known that. I've never known that. It's when you've known something and you're asked it and you can't, still can't get can't get it. It's well, really don't, frustrating. Don't let Brian Wicks keep you awake. It's I not worth to, it. I only have to bury it, people for a living. You know, it's just, <laughs> I thought I'd it tough. <laughs> uh, Lucy, this one's for you. Now, where does Polly Sherman work? Oh, 
Oh, everybody's got this. Look at the look. No, I've got absolutely no <laughs> yes, idea. Do. Yes, you do. Definitely I'm going to give you a clue, Lucy. She worked there in the 70s. Oh, Polly Sherman. Polly. Polly. Ignore the surname, Polly. Well, the liver birds, there was a Polly. Um, Not that one. Not that Polly. In real life, can we give another clue? Mm, mm. In real life, she was married to the lead. Of course. Well, thank you. I mean, I feel this, I don't deserve the point, but it is Faulty Towers, isn't it? It is Faulty Towers, yes. I didn't know her surname was Sherman either. No, Co-writer, co-writer. Yeah, Yeah. what a great question. Oh, I feel like a really bad feminist now that I defined her by who she was married to and you defined her by her writing. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I am a bad feminist. We went back to the 70s there, Kate, so it's all (laughs) right. Bad feminist, bad feminist. (laughs) Shall I give you a lyric each or shall I do it and you jump in? Which would you prefer? Why don't we jump in? Let's make yeah. it all right then. Right. And maybe okay, we then. need to now. Normally, Kate, we we give ourselves a buzzer sound, which is something mm. we shout out. So maybe we should all have to shout out the name of a. Mm, yeah, it's difficult because you don't want a, a show just in case it's the name of the show which yeah. we're getting the theme tune of. Favorite mm. game show host: Penny Kelly. Offs. Going for going for gold. The heat is on. The time. <laughs> That's quite a time long buzz, okay? <laughs> I know, but it's such a good theme tune, isn't it? It's so, I think it might be the best quiz show theme tune ever written. It, yeah, definitely. And the definitely. bit where they used to have to wave at the beginning. Uh... My favourite bit. <laughs> and they do really weird things. Just yeah. brilliant. Well, they had to think of a different thing to do every day as well, yes. didn't they? Because they're Keep themselves entertained through the through the nineteen <laughs> episodes they did it. Or maybe you should be Ted Rogers, Kate. Give Go get with Ted Rogers. Take over All right. three, two, one. And I will be Anne Widdicombe. Good choice. <laughs> did she do a quiz show? She did. Cleverdicks. Cleverdicks. <laughs> and they wondered why it didn't get another series. <laughs> do you remember Len Goodman's quiz show? Yeah. Mm. The rhyming one. What was it called again? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm doing the three... rhyming title. I'm doing it was three... baffling. It, it was baffling. baffling. I'm doing the three, right two, one. I'm not doing the three, two, one thing. I've just got cramp in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Incy Wincy Spider is my favourite game show. It's nearly Halloween. I'm just doing a vampire thing. <laughs> So here we go. Your first lyric is, and I'm going to say this is uh, as monotone as I possibly can. Now the world don't move to the beat of just I'm one drum. <laughs> go on, Lucy. <laughs> it is different strokes. Wait, who am I? You are um, Ed Rogers. Rogers. Sorry. Sorry. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you might not, May be, not right be right for you. Right when I was a kid, I thought it was he's a man of meat. But it's a, it's a man of means. Oh, but imagine meeting a man of meat. <laughs> Different Aww. strokes. Matthews. I'd rather have a man of meat than a man of means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Your second lyric is working on a site from morning till night. That's living with I think that was all of you after three. One, two, three, and I'll be, be the same pet. pet. <laughs> True story. Um, my first singles that I ever bought were the theme tunes of Alveda's Own Pet. There's no oh, shame in that. Absolutely. No shame. Banging yeah. tunes. No um, judgment. Yeah, thank you. My husband's gym playlist. I I borrowed his uh, gym playlist and I was there on the treadmill and suddenly it's actually surprisingly motivational. Yeah. <laughs> 
working all day for a <laughs> some and send a little one to the wife, but you keep a little Yeah, just to keep you in me. That's living <laughs> all right. right. Absolutely. Don't get me started. There was a who was it big... like? Oh, and who who sang the um Avid Saint Pet theme tune? That's a bonus question for Jenny and Kate. Oh, it'll have been it'll have been oh, what's his face who sang Frog on the Tiny's All Mine, All Mine. It'll be Jimmy Nail, won't it? He'll have sung yeah. it. That's no, Joe, Joe Fagan was. Oh, was it? Joe Fagan. Yeah, and I got that wrong. That's where he got the idea to write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Right, the theme tune. Yeah, <laughs> I think Jimmy Nell was just waiting to burst on the scene with crocodile shoes. You know, yeah. a decade later. So, and he left us wanting more, didn't he? Just didn't, didn't he? Just. He? Okay, the final lyric is. Ever see a blind man cross the road trying to Henry make Kelly. the other side? Oh, oh Ted, go on. And Jenny. it's Ted Bundy then. That's what <laughs> <I meant. laughs> Ted Bundy. I don't think he did a quiz show. <laughs> That's uh, the UK office. It is the UK office. Well done, everyone. Hey. Just go shoot. We all watch a lot of telly. Good. A lot. I was hoping for the littlest hobo in there. That's what oh, I was hoping for. There's a vibe. Keep on calling, calling me down, down the road. That's where I'll always Different podcast. Different podcast. Every step I take, <laughs> oh, I'm making you friends. Friend. Or Fraggle Rock. So long, just turn around and I'm gone again. I don't think I can afford that, Jenny, for the, the hey. whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> No, we can't sing these. Fair use. Them, Fair but, use. Uh, we'll do one day. We'll release the three of us. Will release an album of TV theme tunes. Yeah. Jenny, Kate, and Lucy's. And I'm, and, and only our mothers will buy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it has been an absolute delight. Well what done, Kate. I think Thank you have you. proved that you are an excellent quizzer and very competitive. <laughs> And you are to be the new face of 3T1, the new Ted Bundy, if you will. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. No, but we'll get on to ITV oh. and see if they'll commission a sort of serial killer based um, quiz show. Baffling quiz show. Quiz show. Yeah, Somebody will watch it. <laughs> it Nick Knowles will present it, if not. Nick Knowles is probably on to his agent right now, <laughs> trying, to, trying to get that in, in motion. Um, it oh, has darling. been an absolute delight and a joy, and, and we cannot wait to cruise with you again one day. Yeah. Kate Botley! Oh, bless you, my darlings. I love you. Um, so absolutely delightful to talk to the Reverend Kate. Such a joy to catch up with her, wasn't it? She's a, she's a joy at all turns. She Doesn't really matter if you're is. on the high seas, feeling a bit queasy. <laughs> or on a on a lovely warm zoom call from your living room she is she's a joy she is a joy balm for the soul she truly is balm for the soul so before we go i'm just going to give you one more chance to redeem yourself on the knowledge (laughs) of antiques and artifacts and art um here's a question jen the maquette of which statue was valued at over one million pounds on an episode of the antiques roadshow filmed in gateshead I saw that episode. It was the Angel of the North. It and I think was. Is it the local council own it? So it's not up for sale. No, but it would be a snip at a mere million pounds. I'll take five. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening, gorgeous listeners. And we will see you next time with another edition of Fingers on Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.